This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed. So I didn't say the F-bomb on the show today, so I'm in better shape than this puke. That's good. Why did he, did it ever explain why he said F and Shiite? No, I didn't read it. I don't think it ever said in the, why he would have done that. Um, that's, I feel bad for him. I, I go, oh, God, it was his first chance. He was probably so excited. Did you write these things that you sent to, that you sent to the news site? Um, maybe. Which one? The one that says, St. Paul, Stillwater, and Hastings. Yep, I did that because somebody was talking to me while I was trying to... <laughs> Rudy, I told you not to talk to her while she was working on the show prep. Nobody listens to me I'm shocked I ever. spelled any of these words right. Hastings, Minnesota. Hastings. I love like Hastings. If you're in a, a hasty mood, you say it quick. Okay, I have a question for you because I never went through this. Did your parents, well, your mothers, because all of us only had the mother around, yeah. ever help you out financially? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, well, my mom, like, fine, like, my, what my mom did for me, well, they, they paid a third of my college, and then my, um, my mom, what she did for me was always was like, if, if things really get bad, you can always move back in here. She gave me oh, okay. the freedom to feel like I could go fail. And that was, that was such a gift, and not everybody had that, of like, hey, if things go bad, you can move in here, try, try things out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that always was like such a freedom. You know what my mother did every time I gave her money? Hmm. Gave it to somebody else. Oh, I bet. She did. Is that, was that infuriating? It was infuriating, yes, because it was <laughs> a sizable amount of money. I'm it's sure like, it was. It's like, Toots, what are you doing? We had a, my stepdad had a brother like that. And David, he's, uh, he has now passed, but he, um, every time the family would give him any money, he'd always give it to somebody oh, else. Yeah. That's how Toots was, no question about it. God bless her. I, I, once you give them the money, it's their money, right? You can't. That's not my business. I yeah. gave it to you, so it's yours now. Yeah. So what the hell? I don't mind telling this story, but my ex-father-in-law, that guy went to my ex-brother-in-law and was like, hey, man, I'm a little short on cash. Do you mind? Can I get 100 bucks from you? And my ex-brother-in-law was like, yeah, I mean, you borrow a lot of money, but sure, I guess, not a problem. So he gives him 100 bucks, and then like 30 minutes later, he announces, hey, you guys want to go out to eat? I'm buying. <laughs> there you go. My ex-brother-in-law lost it. It was like right in the middle of like a birthday party. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I just gave you $100 in the bedroom, and now you're buying dinner for everybody? It was it was the weirdest situation we've ever been in. I'm like, That is so awkward. Also, yes. $100 is not going to get you more than what? So like, no. like what? The, there yeah. were so many layers of crazy to that story. <laughs> oh yeah, well that is very. So what was his his actual son? Uh, it was his his. I guess my long relationship math, but it'd be his son-in-law. Oh, his son-in-law. Yeah, so it was his daughter's okay. husband. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. No question about it. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know. I don't mind sharing dough with people, Catherine. I've always done it from day one and try to help people out. One thing I will tell you, Uncle Tom will tell you, if you try to help people out, people will line up to try to screw you out of money. I'm just telling you. So be careful. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start giving money to people, be very careful because people line up. Oh, you know, I was talking to. Yeah, right. Get away from me, use. <laughs> uh, Mary Jo Catras, I guess is how you'd say her name, K-A-T-R-A-S, Catras. 
think that's that, close. that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Yeah. Talks responsible spending with her daughters so often she elicits a familiar reaction. My kids are always rolling their eyes at me and saying, yes, mom, we understand the difference between needs and wants. The fact that adulting is now a verb uh, reflects the quandary many parents face in whether to provide grown children with financial support or push toward personal responsibility. But it all, doesn't that all depend on how much money you've got? Because if you've got a sizable amount of money, you should share, don't you think, with your children? Yeah. I mean, if you've got enough dough. Look, if you don't have enough dough to be giving it away, then don't give it away. <laughs> Catris learned that balance on the job as a uh, program leader for the University of Minnesota Extension Department of Family, Health, and Well-Being. She has discussed money with her daughters aged 14 to 20 years old from the time they were young to set expectations of financial independence early. More than two-thirds of parents of young adults have made or are currently making a financial sacrifice to help them. According to a Bankrate.com survey of more than 2,000 adults last month, parents say they sacrificed retirement savings, 43%, paying down their own debt, 49%. Emergency savings, 51%, or reaching a financial milestone, 55%. I got to, look, don't, I'm going to get in huge trouble with this because people are going to just assume I don't really give a rat's ass about money. As long as you get enough to live and pay the bills, what the hell do I care? Yeah, I mean that. God, but, people are money grubbing. I Ugh. know, but that's a that's a privilege, right? Like we should be yeah. very thankful that we. Yep. I I know that like. I have lived paycheck to paycheck, and I have lived the way we live now, where we've got right. like, the buffer to save and stuff like that, and that is such a nice privilege. Um, but man, I think the biggest gift you can give your kids, and this is not a given, is just if you can figure out a way to live your life and not be if like I am so thankful my parents are not asking me for money or I have to worry about their living situation. That is a big enough gift. I mm-hmm. think they should spend all their money. I want them to live their best lives. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need that inheritance. I don't need whatever. Right. And that was another thing you should never take for granted because I have friends with parents that they have to find houses for, that they have to worry about, that they, you know, worry about their day-to-day. And I'm like, the biggest gift your parents can give you is, like, just living an amazing life. True. Yeah, it's a good point. There's so much animosity in my family right now because really? of it. It's awful because, and you know, my mom and my stepdad have both done very well. And there's five kids, but yeah. there's three on his side and then two on my mom's oh, side. God. So how do you divvy that up? And I have told many a times, I want none of your money. I, I want I want nothing to do with it. I don't I because I don't want. I'm, listen, I don't want to be at one of your guys' funerals and the whole time I'm looking across the aisle just going, that son of a bitch stepbrother of mine. I, I don't know. want that. My when my grandfather died, my his brother basically uh, went into his like gun cabinet that was filled with rifles from World War II, Ooh. cleaned it out, sold all of them, oh, didn't tell anybody, oh, just like behind, oh. and it just it ruined the family. And yeah. they never talked ever again. They they spent yeah. the next like thirty years on this planet never speaking to each other. And I'm like, I don't want it. It's not worth it. I would I much know. rather just go to the cabin and enjoy your guys' company without having to think. Just God, do I hate t- you? Beg them to spend it. Yeah. We've got the same situation where. Um, my stepdad has four kids and my mom has three kids. And we're all we're all pretty close. I mean, there's like the one off here or there that doesn't get along with everybody, but like especially me, my brother and sister and like uh we're we're so close. I would I want my mom to just spend it. Just spend mm-hmm. it. Go on trips, I spend agree. it. Just your money. Buy ridiculous things. I don't care. Just have a really fun time. Works for me. It's uh 
uh, I would I would say this. Uh, it's a good attitude to have. It's like you keep your money, I'll do what I want. Yeah. And if you you're going to step up and you've decided, you know, I'm a very fortunate person, be very very careful with who you get involved with cuz yes, you should use your money to help other people, but be really careful. And what I mean by that is and I won't say his name. He's dead now. But I tried to help someone out. Mhm. And then discovered that while I was helping him out, he stole money from me. And you know how he stole money from me? How? Through my lawyer who helped him steal it. Do you believe that? No. My lawyer stole money from me to give to him. Do you believe that? No, I don't. I don't understand how that can happen. Jesus. Like, that's like where, the Ugh. fact that you have a lawyer means that, like, there should be a buffer from that. That would be nice. A buffer would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And I know people that have taken things from you and think, you know, whatever. I can't imagine being able to walk in this building and sit next to you knowing I have taken I know. anything from you. I know. You. It's unbelievable that like, people can do that. No. Well, we warned you about that Michael Avenatti having him around. No, I lawyer. know. We told you, Tom. And I don't like bald men anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Great to be. That's not true, actually. But no, I, I just money is. Well, watch television. Everything they talk about on TV is about money. Yeah. Everything. They don't really believe that they should be helping these people. The only reason our borders are pretty much wide open. But and I'm not. Look, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just observing as an American. You're trying to get as many votes in this country as you possibly can. You're giving money away to buy people's votes. You're kissing ass to buy people's votes. This this whole country now is nothing but who gets elected by kissing enough ass. How disgusting is that? Yeah. I mean, that's just terrible. It is terrible. And, like, if those are your motivations, you're not – the solace that you can have is that those people will not find happiness because those are their motivations. Like, yeah, they're too miserable in their own head. I don't think they ever will find happiness. Ex- exactly. And, like, I'm not, like, hippy-dippy to be like, money doesn't make happiness. A certain amount of money and security feels yeah, great. Have it. But there yeah. is a point where you go, okay, your motivations have to be elsewhere. Otherwise, you're never going to be happy. Like, you can't just True. stockpile money and ex- screw everyone over around you and look at around yourself and be like, I'm super happy. You know what I really loved? Oh no, Eggert must be He just came and here. left. Christmas came in the room and left <laughs> oh, like a little groundhog. Does that mean we have? We got to go to break in two minutes. More you can bad sit weather. Out if you want. I was just you know I was here. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm so. I'm gonna steal. So you have any money funny. I can steal? He peeks his little head and goes, and then just run. He's running away. <laughs> oh, you're a disaster, honestly, guy. Chris Eggert's in studio. But yeah, moving moving forward, let me just say two things to you. If you're going to help people out, and I mean anybody, people you've known your whole life, a family member, whatever, make sure you cover your ass because they will steal from you. There is no question about that. That's what people do. Oh, he's doing well, so he's not going to miss it. Yeah. That's their logic. Or they look at money going, That's, it's, it's a victimless crime, you know, or this or that. Yeah, like- oh, yeah, absolutely. So when you, go, when you discover this, and you sit down with them face to face at a table and you say to them, God, do they get pissed off too? Mm-hmm. It's like, look, I know you needed money. If you would ask me for the money, I probably would have given it to you. But I know why you stole the money. And they go, why did you, why? Because I'm about from the guy to you. Yeah, That's yeah, about yeah. That's about it in a way. I said, I, I know it's hard for you. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm successful and you're not. 
God, I love saying that to people. Oh, my God, that must have killed. Oh, God, they get pissed. I would never say that to someone. Oh, I know. Normally. Mm -hmm. No. But just to piss them off, you go, I'm sorry I succeeded and you're a total failure. That's the way life is, I guess, though. (laughs) Oh, that must have felt kind of good. Oh, it does. Feels really good. Have you guys ever heard the story of Dane Cook, comedian? Oh, his brother? His brother, yeah. His brother took all those millions of dollars from him and just wiped him out. Buried it. Yeah, and had no problem doing it. And at the like, he sat on the front steps of his his house and was like, I have to put you in jail. And the guy's like, yeah, probably. (laughs) Like, I did. And he did. And he just... And, and he it, had no problem just like putting his brother away behind bars for years. It was so wild too because like when Dane Cook talks about it, he's like, "Yeah, I felt like something, you know, like it was time for me to get more money management." And I was gonna, I was telling my brother like, "Be careful with that too." Well, he's like, way. "I was gonna transfer him to a different job, same pay. I was still gonna take care of him. It was just like we got too big for him, just one guy to do it." So it's like he's sitting here working his, you know, mm-hmm. ass off trying to make sure his brother's still taken care of. While his brother is freaking out because right. he's like, I can't have somebody else look at these books. Mm-hmm. It's all true. We have to take a break. There's some lame-o out in the lobby. I don't know who it is. I think he left out of pure like. He, just, he got up and just he left. He just left. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we shall take a break. We'll be right back. Channel 5 Eyewitness News in studio. Chris Eggert, right after this. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Ever heard the expression, go with a leader? Why do people say that? I go with a leader because you don't become one unless you're doing something right. And in the world of auto dealerships, that means you can trust they're treating their customers right, their employees right, and must offer value that makes more and more Minnesotans want to come back to do business the right way. The Nissan stores of Walzer Nissan last month were three of the top four leading sellers of Nissans in the entire state. Now, I don't want to say who was number one because I don't want the guys at Nissan Coon Rapids and YZ to get jealous of Dan Resch in Burnsville. I'm Tom Bernard. My whole family owns and drives Walzer Nissans, and this April you can get 0% financing for 36 months on Rogues and Altimas, plus an additional $500 bonus on any trade-in you make. Even if you have to push it onto the lot, you still get at least 500 bucks on your trade. The leaders of Walzer Nissan Burnsville, Wyzetta, and Coon Rapids do things the right way. The Walzer way. So go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Oh, and tell them Tommy sent you. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I'd like to announce that Brittany is a horrible human being. I'm actually amazing. Well, you're amazing. Okay. Just because I threatened you during the break. She did. But threatened you threatened me back. Actually, yours was far more realistic than mine. <laughs> mine was a generic, like, thumb to the neck thing, and then you really went from ear to ear. I was slitting throats. Yeah, like, yours was a little more accurate. Okay, let me let me apologize to this for this woman, to you. <laughs> First story, she pops up on the screen, and I just, by the way, and I want to say this publicly because you obviously worked on it, you're gay. You could never tell that you don't have both legs. Yeah, that's that's crazy that you i mean because it, oh, it feels it's amazing so, i feel like i walk like an italian grandmother yeah. <laughs> when you scurried out of here in shame we had no idea no I, i'm seriously i do like, i feel oh. like i should have a full gown on and i should have like my hands full of pasta and i'm like <laughs> hey what are you doing <laughs> okay so what's the first uh rudy what's the first story that britney sends to me after a man with uh, only one gam Walks into the room. <laughs> oh, I got. I imagine it's got to be something about uh, about a guy, you know, one armed, one leg, you know, peg leg goes out. I don't know. I'm searching right now. I don't know, Tom. Right. Please tell me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think what story this could be. Here's the headline: Men are lengthening their legs. Oh, that was me. Oh. Yeah, that's a Who did story. it? That's, that's why I was See? like, I don't know what he's talking like, about. Yeah. I try to. I try to protect you, and they won't let. Me. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, uh, you that's saw a it? thing okay. now that's happening, which is how do you lengthen your legs? Like they build the legs out because they want to be taller, which is just what do you mean they build them out? To me, I. I if I remember, well, you have the article up. Um, well, here I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up and I'll. Read I mean, it's it's not any different than um, you know breast augmentation or something. It's mm-hmm. a. I mean, it is different, but I would think it would be more invasive because it's think, like structural, yeah. right? Well, it says at five foot seven, Alex considered himself short. Well, isn't the average American man five eight? Oh, I'd kill for five foot seven. <laughs> oh, really? But it's true, isn't it? The average American yeah. man is five eight. Yeah, about like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So one two inches. Who gives a rat's ass? I don't know what difference. Although, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what, what, like this even. How many inches it even gives you? I will tell you though that, that I'm kind of talking out my ass here because I'm about an inch and a half to two inches shorter than I used to be, and it pisses me yeah, off. It does happen. It I, no, I, yeah, I know. I know. absolutely. I'm shrinking up. I'll be in this chair. We represent <laughs> the lollipop gill. I'll start telling you what to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, like, what do you mean start? Start. I said start. start. Tell Shut me what up. To do. Read the story. Okay, it said to 5'7". Brittany's a complete pain in the ass. How tall are you? You're 5'10", aren't you? I, well, I, I, well, at one point, I was 5'10", but now I feel like I have shrunk at least to 5'9". But, but I was 5'10". You and 5'10". Catherine, then. Yeah. Because Catherine was up the same deal, 5'10". Between 5'10 and 5'11". She's about 5'9 now, I guess. Yeah, I bet that is. What the hell is in. that? You just kind of sink in. It's life, man. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The weight I of guess. the world. <laughs> you wonder what really pisses me off? I went to high school at North High School with a kid uh, who was five foot five, 
and could dunk a basketball. You little bastard. Damn. Oh <laughs> what was his name? Spud Webb? It was like Spud Webb, 5'5". Five, yeah. Five. Yeah, because he can dunk too. Right. How the hell can you dunk at 5'5", five five, for Christ's sake? Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Okay, I'm so I'm right now about six feet tall, but I have very long arms. I have 37-inch arms. Yeah. Why can't I dunk? You I, need to get practicing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get after it. I don't know, but I've seen you bowl, and I can't imagine Shut you. Shut up. Oh. Don't bring that up in public. Oh, it was rough. I missed the lane. But other than that, it's all right. That he, happens. He it was, was kind of like throwing out the first pitch at the Twins game when I threw it in the dugout. It was kind of like that. Thing. It was wild. He kept looking for bowling balls that would fit his hand, and then he just gave up, and he started palming them I had down. to palm the ball because yeah. my fingers wouldn't fit so in the damn wild. ball. You got that big of hands. I do have pretty big It was hands. wild. Very, very yeah. wide. Yeah, you do have big hands. It was hands. just wild. So look at that. I got long arms and big hands. What good's it do me? None. Uh, Nothing. When are you going to dunk, bro? I did dunk, actually, at an Easter gathering. And I should mention that it was a children's basketball court, and the baskets were set at seven feet. That's Count right. it. Oh, Count it. I'm like, dunks a dunk. Dunks a dunk, baby. Magnificent. Boom. Catherine, would you behave? Did you not talk not smack after? Oh, absolutely. You got in sage face. <laughs> I went up to the. I went up to the woman running and went, "In your face, bitch!" No, I, I did not do that. B I C H. That's exactly right. Uh, oh, okay. So here's the deal. At five foot seven, Alex considered himself short. You're one inch. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. The 26 year old who asked uh, that his real name not be used to maintain his privacy because he doesn't want to get made fun of for yeah. being a. But why wouldn't you want to share if something good happened? You want people to know I mean, about it, wouldn't you? I think it's obvious when he has to wear leg brace for six months <laughs> to extend his legs. Is like, that how they do it? I don't know. I made that up. But they got to do it somehow, stretching right. it out like that. Right. How do they do it? I don't remember. I don't get it. Shorter men routinely get spoken down to just because of this trait that they can't control. Well, oh, see, now they threw in the can't control part. Because I got to believe short men, yes, some people pick on them. But fat guys get picked on much more than short guys. Ooh, I, would, I, I might actually disagree with you on that. Really? Yeah, because there's, a, there's a, uh, a study that was done with Malcolm Gladwell. And I love Malcolm. He's yeah, great. Yeah. All of his stuff Phenomenal. is amazing. But he talks about how body shaming completely okay back in the day, not so much anymore. You can't yeah. you can't make fun of people for being too skinny or too fat. But short males still open game. Really? Wild, yeah. Because there's never been a CEO of a Fortune 500 company that's over or that has been under five foot eight. Really? Yeah, has never been. You typically for every inch you are shorter than five foot eight, you make ten thousand dollars less a year than somebody who is taller than you. So I could be Whoa. making honestly, yeah. I could be making seventy five grand a year if I was six five. Right. That'd be good. Think about you you should get your legs lengthened. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> you ever seen my calves? Good luck. Here, let me show you my calves. You got like golfer's calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got to admit, I can see through the yeah. I can see through the pants. I, I want to start an. Look how big my calves are. They're wild. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm you saying. Yeah, big calves. Yeah. I want to start an Instagram that is just guys' just calves Tom's that calves. are just amazing. Like They're it. so good. Man, you got amazing you calves. You my calves? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that Ooh. looks really I like good. the pose against yeah. the wall. <laughs> I still cannot goddamn believe how Chris, well. You are walking so well. Chris I love that. like a teenager today. Mm-hmm. It's does. kind of annoying. He He's got like this like very like cool look and he looks tan. You look. Cool. It's uh, annoying. That's, uh, I feel like you still have your vacation tan. Yeah. And- I got a great tan in Milwaukee, by the way. It's, uh, <laughs> it was super sunny there. I cannot believe this is what you were talking about. He starts at Alex 5'7". 
Uh, Shorterman routinely gets spoken down to just because of this trait they can't control. So last January, he got a leg-lengthening operation, and now he's 5'10"? Holy bucket! How the hell do you Mm -hmm. do that? With all the... Crap! I got on my legs. Would they even stretch, or would my legs fight? But do they cut it and lengthen it and like I don't put, know, a, put but a, like metal in there or something? Because I mean, that's that's something that they can do. I you guys, that. I was sh- that's a lot more inches than I thought they were going to say. I even have sixty to sixty-five year old guys that have come to me to undergo the procedure just because it, uh, it just doesn't stop. The short jokes keep going on, and they feel inferior. $75,000 four-hour operation, baby. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what's Let's recovery, go. though? Oh, that's got to be a while. You're Ooh. absolutely right about that. Uh, it involves cutting the thigh bones in each leg and inserting rods inside them. Then over the next three to four months, the rods are lengthened by up to one millimeter, 0.04 inches per day, via an external remote control. The new bone grows over the rods. No. Oh, no, man. thanks. <laughs> no. Unless you could make me like eight foot seven, then I'd do it. But like, here's the thing, like that kind of thing you go, you could have pain for the rest of your life. Like, oh God, yes. Anytime you have a surgery, I mean, trust me, like you're opening yourself up right there at that point to like have. It's true. The effects of that the rest of your life. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's crazy. I don't think you'd add that much height, but no, I don't know. Three inches though, because I think I was. I think, yeah, three inches, right? Because he said yeah, it's 5'7 to 5'10. Yep. yep. I guess it's not that much, but it seems like a lot. But world. if you add, I mean, I, I don't know medically what would be the difference. Why, if you could add three inches, why couldn't you do five? Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I imagine you could. I yeah, mean, maybe. Does it not work after? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe something after that, it, your body just doesn't know how to adjust to the height. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah your brain you, doesn't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like little things change so much. Like, when I got pregnant, I felt like if I tried to stand on one foot, I'd be like, whoa. So it's like if you added three inches to your body, like, how mm-hmm. crazy yeah. would that be? What happened to the inserts in the shoes that they could <laughs> Yeah. Well, they used to do inserts in yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just wear are. platforms. Who cares? Yeah. George Ooh. Costanza just wore Timberlands to work <laughs> just so he could add three more inches. Yeah, See, there you go. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Timba. 75 Gs. I, look, unless... Although I don't know what height I would like to be. I'm kind of like the height I'm at, six, six, one, whatever it's been. I don't know if I'd want to be any taller, any shorter. I suppose I'm just so used to it, right? Right. You are who you are. Yeah. But I just, but there's, there's one thing I did, I've never understood. I have four brothers and I'm five inches taller than all four of them. No kidding. I'm the only one that got over six feet tall in my family. Isn't that weird? Kind that of? is weird. That is weird. That's bizarre. Because normally the brothers are genetically pretty stacked up. Yeah. Pretty Normally, it's true, when you see that, yeah. I am five inches taller than every one of them, huh. which is really, I don't know why. Well, my mother's brothers were very tall. They're like 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, but I don't know what... Now, my brother Terry, my older brother, who's like 5, I think 5'8", five, 5'7", five, something like that. Um, by the way, I wouldn't bother him about his height because he fought for five and a half years in Vietnam. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. Probably yeah. wouldn't piss him off if I were did he have a? Did he have a chip on his shoulders oh, about his height? Oh, he still does. Yeah. No, not about his height necessarily, just about going through what... The Vietnam thing. I mean, everything. Yeah, that makes sense. He literally said that he had to get used to eating because there was a guy that would run constantly. When he was in camp, he would run and run and run and run. In other words, the guy was really jacked up. I mean, he just Mm -hmm. was. 
And my brother said that he, he wore this necklace around his neck whenever he ran. He's like, what is that thing? It looks kind of weird. Looks like you got like cauliflower hanging around your neck. It was his victim's ears. Oh, my God. Oh God. He cut them off and put them on a chain around his neck. <laughs> like, whoa. You ever read the book 365 Days? You ever heard of that book? I've heard of it. haven't read it. Oh, my God. That book is unbelievable. It is th- what those people, men and women, because women don't get a lot of credit for what they did in Vietnam. Right. Men do, but women don't get much credit. They kicked ass over there, too. But um, there's one... one uh, little chapter in that book it's called and they use the whole wor- word no effing cornflakes guy comes in this long range reconnaissance patrol people they would take him out in these huey helicopters or cobras or whatever they had i guess drop him off in the jungle and they would have to fight their way back into camp mm-hmm. so this guy did that every time they wanted him, they drop him off and he'd fight his way back to camp came in after he was out for two three days something like that he goes in and shoots the chef. He goes in and kills the chef back at camp. And they said, what'd you do that for? And he looked at the guy and just went, no effing cornflakes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> you imagine deal with people like that on a daily basis? Well, how do you not go out and fight like that or just be dropped in the middle oh, of like oh, your, your whoa. The, the worst possible scenario and then pick up and go back to like Normal life, what like, regular was. It's yeah. it's kind of the same thing with like people who are in prison. Yeah, I always oh, think that yeah. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption at the yeah. end when Brooks kills himself. Or yeah. what, sorry, spoiler alert. I think oh, what, <laughs> the movie's been out for about eighty five years. So I think you're okay. Thirty five year old movie, but um, and how just he didn't know how to survive on the outside because he had come to just yeah. have that whole life. That is being, true. So yeah. I don't know how you come back. Anybody who comes back. And who go, fights overseas and comes back and is able to have a regular life? I, I, I commend him. I don't know one, not one. I lost, I lost four friends. They were killed in Vietnam, and then I know a bunch of people that went and they just were never the yeah. same. Yeah. I remember my friend Bobby, who also died very young. That's another thing. They all tend to die really yeah. young too. But he comes back. He's in the Vietnam area. He's in the United States Army, and I said. I'll pick you up at the airport. He goes, well, my family, I said, your family said they can't make it. I'll just pick you up at the airport. So he gets off the plane. And I said, what are you doing? Why are you wearing civilian clothing? He looks at me and goes, what do you want me to wear? My army outfit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's an outfit. (laughs) I I thought it was a uniform. I didn't know it was an outfit. Outfit. It was so funny. Whenever we'd get done with like anything in the army, there was two type of people. There were people that would wear their uniform. Oh, yeah. Know, and like yep. wear it Everywhere. all the way home. Yep. And, you know, you'll know, get the upgrade. And that there's nothing wrong with that. Where get the upgrades, you get like, you know, move to first class. And then there's people like me that immediately had like their jeans and t-shirts, like in a little backpack, immediately would go to a bathroom and switch it out and just like, oh, yeah. you know, be nope. done. Yep. Um, and there's like again nothing wrong. You should you should wear it with pride and get all the things, and people will buy you coffee. But it's a very uncomfortable feeling. Like you feel like okay, I have to. You just have to be kind of more on. Well, you and, feel like yeah. you're almost. I don't want to say performing, but you yes. you're almost. There's an expectation if you're dressed 
in your outfit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're if you're dressed that way, then you should be acting, you know, exactly. that way. Versus it's exhausting. You, like, right, yeah. You're, like you're just I like, want to slouch. I want right. to sleep. I want to drool. Right. I want to eat weird food, and I want like. And so I was immediately. I had like my change of outfit, but. Um, my change of outfit. It's going to be an outfit from now on. I love that. My little outfit. <laughs> my army outfit. Rolled up there. You know, you're supposed to like fold it all these right. ways and of course like, like scrunch it down into a little. Stuff it into a backpack. And I'd even have, there were things you could even tell. Like I knew that like if I had my watch that was like, you know, like very useful, I would take that off because there's ways to tell people that are, you know, you yeah. know, on the army. And I would always take my hair down a specific way so you couldn't see the bun. Yeah. Like, there was you can still tell people that just come off base like i would oh, really? always hide i would immediately put on jewelry like things like that just so like you couldn't even tell that i was military god what a world it is i will tell you one thing about that that vietnam conflict and i'll move on i promise is that nothing in my life will ever match that again because the 22 guys that i grew up with there are four of us left now and most of them died in their 30s 40s they just came back and they just wow. they just couldn't handle it anymore. It was too hideous. Ugh. Well, I mean, they went through Agent Orange. They yeah. went through all these other. What that other thing that they used was? Oh my God! Is uh, that was a hell of a time. I I think about McCain all the time. I saw a, yeah. a story about yeah, yeah that's yep. why. Saw a story about Cindy McCain. Maybe it was last weekend yeah. or two weekends ago that she's gotten involved in efforts to. I can't remember. Is it help immigrant children? Yeah, she's yeah, she's the one raising a bunch of money right now. It was on CBS. She's raising yeah, a ton of money. Yeah, she's raising a ton of money right now to be able to help immigrant children yeah. that are coming into the country. But yeah. I was thinking about John McCain and you talk about that like him being in a freaking cage or whatever how Prison long he camp, was yeah. and it's just how yep. anybody comes back and then to him to come back and I know. and to come back and be such a great leader and yeah. despite his physical shortcomings that he had mm-hmm. you know he was physically he was never the same again no um and yeah it's it's crazy that anybody can come back and function after that so we should be a little more grateful to people that serve yes uh, we the should country uh, yes, like should. including police officers and firefighters you know that'd be kind of nice because they put their lives on the line every damn day so shut up yeah what do you think of that army medics can sit in the back seat but everybody else <laughs> <laughs> wow that was that's it you can wow. get in the back it felt personal <laughs> it, it did he, yeah, looked, probably, he, looked, yeah. he looked right at you and, oh. and there was a lot of vitriol it's because i want my 30 minutes of quiet in the morning everybody thinks i'm a monster no you're out of the mix i We've know decided. i know yeah, no it's just not gonna it's just not working out <laughs> you know how many times i heard that in my life it's, tom, working out. Uh, yeah. it's just not working out tom i don't know what to tell you thank you sons of bitches <laughs> all i have to say I once got fired at 16 years old. Remember old Donaldson's? Donaldson's. Heard, heard of it, yeah. Yeah, there was a Dayton's and a Donaldson's. Yep. Oh, okay. Right. So they're like similar. Okay. Yeah. Dayton's and Donaldson's were kitty corner right on 7th and Hennepin. Okay. Right there. But I was working as a uh, dishwasher at the Garden Room restaurant at Ooh, Donaldson's. Yeah. Right? Sounds fancy. Nice. I'm 16 years old. Now, I know this is hard to believe, but I had a real attitude when I was 16 years old. <laughs> Shocking. I, a problem really... with authority, one would say. So I'm in the locker room, and I'm late. Uh-huh. I knew I shouldn't have been late. So I'm 16, uh, and the manager comes in. Not Eddie LaHood, the guy who worked for directly. By Eddie LaHood, I loved that guy. He was amazing. But his boss came into the locker room. He was Tom. Uh, you're a bit late. And I said, oh, I am? And he goes, yes, we've got 6.30. And I said, 
Oh, do we? <laughs> that was it for me. Really? I never worked there again. I don't know why. I could so see that. Oh, I've heard you say, oh, like, yeah. like, oh, do we? Oh, oh. do we? <laughs> oh, What God. a douchey thing, though, to say on, on that person's part. We've got. Shut up. Oh, do we? I, that would have pissed me off. I had a friend of mine that worked at a restaurant, <laughs> and he would always say, I got to be to work at 740. And I was like, why 7.40? Such a weird time. He goes, well, they want me there at 7.30, but I go at 7.40 just to prove to them I can be somewhere on time, but just not their time. I like it. I was like, wow. <laughs> Works for yeah. me. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Works for me. That's all I've got to say. No question about it. But, you know, we slog through life. We're not going to get any taller because we're not going to cut our legs open no, and put rods not. in there. We're not doing any of that stuff. No. There, there's a joke in the amputee community for people who are bilateral who lost both their legs. Because technically, they could build their prosthetic. Yeah, they could be any height. They could. And and, and there's like a, I don't know, it was one of the first um, adaptive events that I went to. So like basically, everyone in the room is an amputee. Mm-hmm. And like, there's levels of, of what you've got going on. I feel okay. like there's like a. Hierarchy. Hierarchy. Oh, I'm sure. And um, this fellow with uh, with both his legs came over, and um, I looked at him. He's quite a bit taller than I am, and I, I looked up. And I'm like, dang. And, and he's like, yeah, I had the I had the process build four extra inches into it. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then, and then I was, and then okay. was kind of like, maybe he did. I mean, hell, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how tall he was prior. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, God, that's so, so funny. Weird. You'll never know. Yeah, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Now we can I'm dunk. i get a drink now. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that all about? It's so weird. <clears throat> Did you ever know Michael Nanny? Uh-uh. Louis' son, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Just a magnificent guy. He had lost a leg in a motorcycle accident. Oh, really? And I will never forget New Year's Eve 2000, going from 1999 to the year 2000. We were all at my house. The nanny family, the entire family showed up, all the rest of it. And they're having a ball. And I look out, and Michael's having a really good time. And I know that because he took his leg off and was swinging it over his head. <laughs> do you ever do that? No, but I, I don't know. I did, drink a, I did drink a beer out of it once just because. Oh, That's, yeah. Like, that seems perfect. It was like the cliche yeah. thing. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll play along. Like, sometimes you just play along. You got to lean into you it. Gotta, you got to lean to the bit. Yeah. We miss Michael, though. Michael Nanny was oh, a magnificent a human being. Just a great guy. He's my kid's doctor, as a matter of fact. Huh. Does a hell of a job, no question about it. So, God, this story just popped up three times in a row with three different deals. Wish you were taller. That's the third time it's popped yeah, I, up. I, I can't. I, it's weird that it's making the rounds. I saw again. I saw it like maybe two months ago. And oh, I you read did. It and okay. I was like, oh, weird. And, and I laughed at it because I'm a tall guy, you know. So mm-hmm. then I've got to right. You know, I look down on. Short people. Yeah, we know. Trust us. <laughs> you know what, Rudy? I don't feel bad for you at all. I have that? like three friends that are like so in love with you. I feel like you. Yeah, you got a pretty good vibe going on. Yeah, there. you oh. got. You're What's the guy's name? I know. And his comedy's funny. What's the guy's name? <laughs> his freaking social media stuff is good. I like, know. Like, honestly, I like. I have a friend who's now engaged who to this day is like, Oh, Rudy, the one who got away. I'm oh, like, boy. okay, one take it. One who got away. There's no doubt about it. I've never heard Catherine say that once. <laughs> she, Tom, the one that got away. Because <laughs> you didn't get away. You know what's weird about that? And it is really, really weird. Maybe you guys go through the same situation. But I hadn't seen Catherine in a week because I came home early and then she yeah. came home, got home last night. 
I, I still don't understand why the hell did she, why did she marry me? Figure that out. We've been asking that. Every time I get I alone with her, I go, really? I know. You can still get out of this if you need to. Yeah, you can just bail anytime <laughs> you want. This what? guy? This one? This one? This really? That's this is your one? guy right here. All right. You know the one she thinks she does love to do, though? Hmm. And I did. Because her brothers are like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, her brothers are very big, yeah. guys, mm-hmm. right? So we're out in public, and if somebody lips off to her, she literally goes, my husband's going to kick the piss out of you. You understand that, don't you? It's like, thanks for including me. I really appreciate that. <laughs> but like, also, she could probably. Oh, like, oh I would not want to. Yeah, I, 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 I would not want to tangle with her. No. I would God. neither. You neither, but no, no. I don't want you to get those power calves out. And just <laughs> <laughs> those get my power ass calves. By the Crush my skull. Tom, why do you have a black like a eye? a freaking nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> Brains flying all over. It's true. He's like, thigh master be damned. Absolutely it's all about true. the calves. Okay, you guys are going to have to explain something to me. I know we got to go to a break here in a minute. I just want to do one more story because I don't understand this at all. Millennials used to be seen as entitled hipsters who are required uh, who required constant praise. So your day will. Are you a millennial? Yes. Yes, you are. You, but you're older, a little older than a millennial. I'm like right on the cusp. I'm a little past it, but like right there. Yeah. Oh, you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a Gen X, and you're a Gen X. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so your day will come, Gen Z, but it's not here yet. A new survey by Resume Builder found millennials are now seen as the best employees. Did you know that? Oh, for um, God's sake! They didn't ask that. me. I, I'm telling you that right now. That's bullshit. I have. <laughs> No offense. Yeah, none taken. I've been attacked by everybody officially on this show. Oh, I've never been said, attacked. I never said you. Oh, yeah, as you, like, looked at me with, like... I did not look at you. Yeah, bullshit, uh, I call. Yeah, the um, I am the greatest employee. I would Are agree you? with this. I think I am okay. so... I mean, will I quit on a dime? Yes. Did you call me Quitney because I quit KQ four times? Yes. Yes. Quitney. Quitney. <laughs> Quitney. Where are you going, Quitney. <laughs> Oh, God. To this day, people still go, okay, Quitney, like all the time. Either (laughs) Brit, Brit, or Quitney. Brit, Brit, or Quitney. That's funny. Okay, so here you go. This is weird, and I didn't see this coming, maybe maybe because you guys are closer to that age bracket, you could tell me. A new survey by Resume Builder found millennials are now seen as the best employees, and Gen Zers are the worst. Do you know why they're considered to be such bad employees? Uh -uh. I could never guess this. Uh, here's the most surprising stat. When asked why Gen Z workers aren't so great, the top answer they're bad is because they can't do tech properly. What? You would think the Gen Zers would do tech better oh, than anybody. Well, I, I actually can see that because oh, a lot really? of like, office environments are running off of uh, Microsoft Windows Teams. stuff or yeah. Teams or whatever, and a, a lot of those folks who are just basically – Raised with an iPhone in their hand yeah, or an Apple, pro- like I could see that from a just a technical function of a oh, okay. workplace yeah, standpoint. Yeah, it's, it's a different vibe for yeah. sure. Like uh, even me getting on Microsoft Microsoft Office recently, like that threw me off quite a bit because I'd never had it prior to this job. And so like figuring that out, you're right. Like and all the other apps are very intuitive, right. and easy, and like made to be addicting. So yeah, you're right. Good point. I hate tech. I know. I hate. Do. I hate all of this. I wish we didn't have to use any of it. I know you do. Because it's taken away a lot of the hu- human feeling to the world. Yeah. For sure. It just has. I liked it better when people communicated. And, you know, it was wonderful. Thirty-nine percent of bosses say that Gen Z workers they've hired had a quote lack of technological skills in general. Uh, the top five complaints about Gen Z workers are a lack of tech skills, lack of effort. Yeah. 
I'm not Gen Z. I know, but I'm blaming you okay, anyway. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, lack of motivation. They're not as productive as other workers, and they're essentially distracted. So they just don't pay attention. Yeah. How can you work with somebody who doesn't pay attention? I can. Uh-oh. I can confirm. Uh-oh. Oh. But give, I also, give me some initials. No, I... I <laughs> But it's such a generational thing, and I—I I, I I try yeah. to, you know, I mean, I'm—I have kids, so I, you know, I can see just looking at them, and I—and I, it's not that I don't think they're not trying hard, right. I, but I do understand the mentality a little, a little bit, and I guess, um, I don't know, I, I never, never, never really thought that they weren't working hard, but sometimes they have sort of this attitude that it almost seems like they don't care, but I think it's because they don't really emote. Yeah. Like, you know, back when when I was growing up and I was in my first newsrooms or something and something went wrong, like there was cursing and there was yelling yeah. and shit got thrown across yeah. the, uh, across the, you know, because it was like mm-hmm. old school. Yeah. But like people don't, you don't act that, you don't talk that way in, in a work environment anymore. And right. I think the kids are just very sterile to all that so it might come across that they don't care i don't does that make sense or am i just no i think you're i think you're really on to something it's like there is uh it's i don't want to say it's 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 red is too cool but i think that there is just a more monotone kind of vibe everything's kind of level like yeah right yeah i i the biggest problem that i have is that it's so easy now because of all of this sitting right in front of me yeah uh, I don't hold, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about a, maybe younger people. Yeah. Since it's all right there, why do I have to keep, why do I have to memorize anything? Why do I have to keep anything in my head? It's all right there on the page. I'm not going to. Uh, that is a. Oh, I, I they don't com- learn anything. Yeah, I have this conversation with my kids all the time. And like, just, well, just look it up. And I'm like, well, we could look it up, but what if we just learned it? Yeah. And you wouldn't have to look it up. It it's would exactly. just be up here in your head. And again, that's not even, the, that's not their fault. Like, it's not their fault. They were raised in. A generation, you know, any any of them that have had access, that have grown up with the internet. Yeah, you like, outsource. You always have had it there. Yeah. Um, you don't have books in school anymore. No. You go to your computer for every single aspect of your life. Yep. I mean, I I, I definitely get it, but. You guys ever drive anywhere with no map quest or like any I try Google to maps? all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah yep. I do it quite a bit just to keep my brain. Yep. Yeah, just to keep it functioning yes, because sir. if you just if you just let everything guide you, it's not good. No, for sure. I couldn't agree more. There's no doubt about it. So, Brittany, did you learn anything today so far? I wasn't paying attention. Was I, I supposed it. to be listening? <laughs> Sorry, I was making Shock. a TikTok. I was looking for a job. Shock of the century. Yeah, yeah I was, I was looking for, for my next job. They closed down the Krispy Kreme. I know. Where are you going to work? You can see they're here, Krispy Kreme, and they're gone. Those are my two talents, I guess. Is... What's the name of that place down off of one, what is it, Shady Oak Road and 62? Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo Donuts. No, this was not a donut place. It was a little sandwich place. Um, they was make these little, what the hell was the name of those little burgers they'd make? Yo-Yo Sandwiches. It's not Yo-Yo Sandwiches. <laughs> Different deal. <laughs> We're not talking about White no, Castle, not, right? No, not okay. White Castle. I was, was like very worried. God, what Andy? I, Andy insisted because he went to school there yeah. at international school, uh-huh. so it was right two blocks away, and he would always want to go eat there after school if we weren't going to have dinner at home. What the hell is a sandwich place right there, right by scoreboard? Yeah, 
Somebody knows. Uh, 952-600-2575. Get off your ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we got to take a break anyway. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It is, and what happens? I leave, I come back, and Eggert hits the road. I know. Did I say <clears> something? <throat> yeah, I think he's really mad at you. <laughs> Made right. You're a horrible human being. Made right. That's exactly... Oh, we got a couple of phone, yeah. phone calls. It's all right. If Brittany would have seen the screen, she would know that Craig is on the... Or excuse me, Mike is on, on uh, the phone and would like to tell Tom where it is. I can't see his Oh, you screen. can't? Oh, never yeah, mind. Sorry. Like, okay. I can see yeah, it. I shouldn't be poo-pooing all over you then. But yes, Mike is on the phone. He wanted to talk to Tom. Mike, how you doing? Very well. Yourself? Now that you called him in a great mood, that's all I have to say. Mike from Egan, ladies and gentlemen, and the name of the place was? Made Right. I loved Made Right. Did you love to go to Made Right, Mike? Oh, yes, quite often. So why did they, why'd they close her down? The place was always busy when I went in there. Yeah, I know. They used to make loose meat sandwiches. Oh, that's what they called them. Yeah, loose meat sandwiches. That's exactly. Did you guys ever eat there? Loose meat. Yes. Sandwiches. Loose meat sandwiches. Why yeah. was it called Made Right and it was M A I D? Don't know, but I do remember there was one in Wisconsin in Lacrosse that we went to all the time. It's the best hangover food. Oh, oh it's yeah. So like, good. Oh, yeah. If yes. you're making sandwich, wouldn't it be M A D E? No. Why is it Made but Right? They, but they also spelled right incorrectly as well. Yes, R I T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. So are there any left anywhere, Mike? Do you know? Not that I'm aware of. God, that pisses me off. So where do you go now if you're looking for something even close? Is there anything like that, Mike? God, not that I'm not that I can think of off the top of my head, but I wish there were. <laughs> I me too. I love that place, there's no question about it. That whole area's got a lot of great restaurants. You got Jimmy's over there and you mentioned scoreboard and there's a ton of really good play. I've got to go to that My Burger. Is that My Burger pretty good? Yeah. My Burger's pretty good. <clears throat> Made right. There is one in Brainerd. Well, I better get up there. It's the closest one I can find. <laughs> it's only 200 miles away. That's good. No, it's only about a buck 20 away, isn't it? 120 miles, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not bad. Mike, thank you so much. And we'll, we'll, maybe you and I should open a Made Right together. What do you think? I'm in. All right, Pally. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Tom. Have a good day. Mike from Egan, ladies and gentlemen. Made Right. Yeah, that was it. Andy just loved it. And you know, when we went over, he was in, God, I can't remember what grade. He was in maybe seventh grade, something like that. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade. You know what song he played on the old jukebox every time I took him to Made Right? Hmm. Same song, and he'd play it over and over and over again. We're in a convoy. He loved that convoy We're song. We're in a big old convoy. <laughs> Ain't that a beautiful, that one? That one, yes. 
We're in a convoy. I would sing that in the morning when we would start our convoys, and the, our, the infantry guys hated it. Like, I had reverse roles then. Oh, yeah. I was the one annoying them in the morning. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.